Hey y'all, my name is Kylie bright Schuler, and welcome to Cheers with Engineers. Are you a young engineer pursuing licensure, looking for career advice, or wanting to find relatable engineering content? Join me, a 26-year-old civil engineer, as I dive into stories told by men and women all across the engineering industry. Grab a glass of wine or your drink of choice and listen in as I dig into career development, industry challenges, and engineering success stories. Today I am here with Viana Adams, and Viana Adams is originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. She earned her bachelor's degree in civil engineering from Penn State and then went on to receive her master's in community planning from University of Maryland. Since college, she has lived in D.C., Detroit, California, and now Texas, where she works as a senior project manager at BW Design Group. She is a licensed professional engineer in D.C. and Texas. Viana has worked as a civil engineer and planner, but also started a business in fitness. After having her two daughters, she decided to go back into the AE industry and become a project manager where she has had a successful career. Viana still loves to stay active and is a huge advocate for walkable communities and active lifestyles. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Kylie. And your fun fact, we have two today, and one of them is that you which we covered in the bio is that you worked in fitness full-time for eight years. And a majority of that time you were a business owner. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, you know, I got into it because, well, it's funny. I didn't even exercise prior to graduating from college. So all through high school and college, I didn't, I wasn't one to exercise, but then I realized that once I had a desk job and I was sitting, um, at a computer for, you know, eight or more hours a day that, you know, life was going to, things weren't going to be so easy to stay in shape because at Penn State, it's a huge campus. I just walked everywhere. And so I was able to stay active that way. But once I moved to DC, I wasn't walking nearly as much as I was when I was at Penn State. So that's when I actually started exercising. And then I got into actually working at a gym once I found out that the ladies who were teaching the exercise classes got their gym memberships for free. And so I said, well, I think I'm going to try to do this. And so I did. And I really, really liked it. It was giving, it allowed me to do things that I wasn't getting from my engineering career at the time. You know, as a young engineer, you know, you're behind the computer a lot. I didn't get to interact with clients a lot. And this gave me the um, personal interaction that I had wanted from from my main job and wasn't able to get. So then it just sort of spiraled into me deciding to try it try it full time, and I did for quite a while. That's really cool. I think every day when I'm at my desk that I should be working out more, um, and I need <laughs> to get into it more. But that's really cool that you you know realized that and then took it even further. So mm-hmm. that's so fun. Um, and then your other fun fact is that you love wine, which makes you great for this podcast. <laughs> so it's kind of the best of both worlds here. Yes. And so I'll um, go ahead and introduce what I'm drinking today. Um, you might be able to pronounce this better, actually. It's Listel Grand Degree from France. Okay. It's a rosé. Oh, nice. um, mm-hmm. It is not too sweet, but I think just the perfect amount for me. Oh, nice. I have um, a Teraldigo from Peltier Winery. So when we lived in California, I, when we were going to move to California, I decided, I declared that I was going to become a wine snob and learn as much as I could about wine. 
So I think I got most of the way there. I think I did a decent job. Um, and so funny thing, when I told the group that I was working with at um, Giffel's Webster in Detroit that I was moving to the Central Valley of California, the landscape architect who I worked with said, oh, my mom's cousin owns a winery in Lodi, which was an hour north of where we were moving to. I'd never even heard of Lodi, but I bet if a lot of people looked at the wines that they drink, the wine itself or the grapes they, that, are, that is, the wine is made from comes from Lodi. And so we started going there. So Peltier was the first winery in Lodi that we went to, and we just loved it. The, her mom's cousin taught us, Gayla, she taught us a lot about, about wine. And um, so this is the Terral to go from there. Um, they also have a blend called Triomphe that I like, but this one is 2014 Terral Awesome. I would love to learn more about wine. That's kind of my goal with this podcast as well. Hopefully some people can teach me like yourself mm-hmm. along the way. They awesome. have a good rosé too. Okay. Not very sweet, but nice dry rosé. Yes, I do like a dry <laughs> rosé, which is what this is supposedly. Mm-hmm. So just Costco though, not California. <laughs> so, nothing crazy <laughs> over here. So you started off with your bachelor's in engineering and then you ended up getting your master's in planning. What kind of made you want to get your master's in planning in the first place? I did a research, a summer doing a research study at North Carolina State um, while I was in college. And someone I was working with there, one of the professors had mentioned that a master's in urban planning or community planning is a good complement to civil engineering. And so I looked into it. I did not do it consecutively. I did take some time off in between while um while I started working, but I did get earn the master's degree while I was working. So I would take two classes at a time. So it took me oh, about three and a half years. It didn't take me that much extra, but um and then they said it would be a good compliment and I do believe that it has been. So were you working more on the public side? No. I was I've done all private work. It's just given me, I guess, a different way of of looking at things, you know, the walkability plays into it, you know, um, it's given me just a different way of looking. So I've never worked, well, I've had maybe one job as an actual planner, but mostly I've worked as an engineer. And I just think it's, it's just given me good complementary skills, you know, it helps with when it comes to looking at zoning and um, land use and things like that. Would you say that because I know you don't have to be an engineer to be a planner, correct? That's correct. But would you say it is like an added bonus? Do people seek that out? What's kind of your perspective on that? You know, I don't know that many people seek it out. I've met a couple of people who have both degrees, but I don't know that they're a lot. With the, um, my classmates at the time, they were mostly planners. And sometimes architects will also um, go into planning. But um I don't know that I see it all that often, to be honest. Okay. So we've talked a little bit about you starting your own business in fitness. Mm-hmm. What made you want to leave the corporate world and start that business? You know, really because I, it was giving me what I was looking for from my main job as a civil engineer. So even though I had um, switched companies in hopes that I would have a little bit more access to working with people, working with clients, um, as a, as opposed to always just 
being behind the desk and doing CAD drafting and design. Um, I wanted to be able to broaden my broaden what I was doing in my career, and I was having a hard time doing that. And I got an opportunity to work directly with people. I was working also as a as a personal trainer, not just teaching group classes. And that I really gave me a spark. It, it was a little. It was definitely more of what I was looking for. I really enjoyed it. So it combined the exercise with also helping people get healthy. You know, being able to see the results of the what the work that they were doing and what we were doing together was also very motivating. So it definitely felt like it was more along the lines of my personality and what I like to do. My husband tells me I'm probably the most outgoing engineer he's ever met. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. so being being behind the desk all the time just was not was not my thing. Yeah, it's funny because it's so different from engineering. Like it's not mm-hmm. even close really right. to being behind a desk all day. It's like the exact opposite. So it's really mm-hmm. it's really cool that you decided I'm going to try this and then now you're back in the engineering right. field. Right. And when I left engineering at the time I said, "Well, you know what? I have these skills as an engineer. I was already I already had my P license and I knew I had the skills that, you know what, if I don't actually like it or if I'm not making enough money or whatever, I felt like I could go back. So, it, and I also think I was better better off once I went back to engineering because while I was working for myself, I had to learn how to market myself. I, when you're teaching classes and things like that, you're in front of people all the time. So it's basically learning how to become a better public speaker you know if I say if I'm teaching a class of 30 people and I'm saying trying to describe how to do a squat for example I can some people if I show them how to do it they can do it just fine other people I need to be able to tell them how to do it I might have to tell you Kylie how to do it differently than I would tell your friends so there's it helps me be able to be more articulate also better as a writer I used to write articles um, about fitness so I really was able to broaden my skill set in general and that has helped me once I made the transition back to engineering and project management. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, hone in on the skills that you weren't probably going to develop while you're sitting behind a computer every day. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's really, that's really interesting. I mean, this, this is fun now. So maybe this will be yes, my, it is. Well, so, be yeah, my I think, yeah, this could be the thing that you supplement your, you know, if you want to supplement your regular career because you know oftentimes people when they're not getting what they want from work they think they have to completely change careers and maybe you don't maybe you know because I started off just teaching classes after work you know so maybe sometimes just finding a little something you don't have to get everything in your life out of work right you can you know, right work is a part a part of your life not your whole entire life true very true what is a planner and how does having a civil engineering background relate to that? You know, I don't know that having a civil engineering background relates to being a planner in that way, um, if I'm understanding your question correctly, because most planners would not have an engineering background. And I don't think it's, I mean, it might be helpful for them too. It's not necessary for them to have an engineering background, just like it's not necessary for engineers to have a planning background. But I do believe that they've they've worked nicely together. 
And you're in project management now for civil engineering again, right? So right now I'm a project manager project manager over multidisciplinary engineering projects. So I work with um, MEPs, structural, civil, architects, all of the design aspects of the projects that we worked on. We have in-house um, MEPs, um, fire protection, and architects. We will quite often sub out the structural and civil. So I'll each of those will have their own design lead, and then I am the person who can coordinate all of the, the, the entire design effort as being led by the different disciplines. Nice. And then now that, so I'm working on one huge project and I'm the liaison between the engineering team and the construction team. Gotcha. Yeah, that is a lot of coordination. Yeah. Just even being on like a smaller scale um, internally here at our company and managing a little bit of a project, it's a lot. So I'm sure mm -hmm. you're getting tons of emails, tons of phone calls, yeah. asking for the other person's <laughs> information that they forgot to send and yes. whatnot. What has your experience been being a woman of color in the industry? You know, I don't know if being a woman of color has been, has impacted me all that much, to be quite honest. I am always one of the few, if not the only, even at, uh, at Penn State when I was going to college, I was, I won't say I, was, I wasn't the only woman of color. I was definitely the only black woman in the program until I think I was a senior and there was a freshman. I'm usually also one of the few women right. in, the, That's, in yeah. the group. As far as being, I have noticed that in civil engineering, there tends to be more women than, say, in other engineering disciplines, but I still find myself to be one of the few women in general. Um, I don't know that that has held me back, and I try to be very cognizant of, you know, making sure I can still be in the boys club if you if you will one of the knocks on women in corporate america period is maybe not being willing to stand up for yourself or not being willing to speak up when you need to um and i try to be very cognizant of making sure everybody knows that i'm here still making sure that i know what i'm talking about when i'm saying it not just talking just to be talking right. but making sure that i'm not overlooked but I have to really make sure that is top of mind for me because I've been working remotely. My team that I work with is in majority are in Fort Worth in Mississippi where the project is actually located or in Atlanta. And I'm outside of Houston. So, you know, when you're working remotely, you really have to make sure that people remember that you're there. Um, and just making sure that if I see opportunities, either for professional development or for promotions, that I make sure that the, whoever needs to know knows that I'm interested in those sorts of things. So I don't know that it, it has impacted me all that negatively. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I just wanted to ask the question because I'm, I'm just mm -hmm. curious because yeah, we talk about being you know, women in engineering, it's already a minority. I didn't know mm -hmm. if you had any special experiences that you wanted to share being a black woman in engineering. Mm -hmm. um, but no, I mean, your response is awesome. It sounds like you just sought out the opportunities, got the opportunities because you were qualified and willing to speak mm -hmm. out. And I think that's really admirable. Yes, you can't wait for people to offer you things. Right. Got to go, go for it yourself. Sounds like mm -hmm. you're a go-getter all around. 
I try. <laughs> yeah. Last question, just very overarching question is, uh, what advice do you have for young engineers? So aside from what I just said about, you know, making sure that people know that you're there. Also, well, one, if you're a civil engineer, getting a PE is really important. I would say, I think it's called the FE now. It's called the EIT when I took it. Um, doing that, if you can do that in college, I would say do it in college. Once you get out and start working, it's really difficult to put the study time in because of all of the disciplines that it that it entails. But I would say getting a PE, especially as a civil engineer, is very important. You can be very qualified at your job and be passed over for opportunities if you do not have it. I also think, looking back on things, is that if you're a young engineer, if you're single, if you don't have children to one, travel as much as you can. It's a little weird because you probably have less money, but you have more time when you're younger. Um, but I would say take advantage of whatever it is how to go places and to learn new things. And also um, to find hobbies that you want to stick with. So whatever it is, as you get older, it starts to get a little bit harder. But if you find even just one thing that you really like to do, um, that's not work related. I think it's it's really important to have a way to I don't know to kind of relax and use your brain in a different way. For example, I stopped teaching yoga and things um, because I was working full time and I had a daughter. You know, I had a baby, and I was like, oh, how am I ever going to find the time? And now I've found it more difficult to fit those sorts that sort of thing in because I gave it up. And I think if I had just kept doing it. The whole time it would just have been again part natural. of what I was doing. Yeah. Yes. I guess a work related advice two more little pieces of work related yeah. advice. One would be to um make sure you can get as much experience as you can. I've worked with young engineers who got their PE and were frustrated that they were not immediately given a project management job. But um it might be a blessing in some cases because you know, the more responsibility you have, the more this is going to be expected of you. And so the more um, experience that you have doing different things, working with different people, the better off you'll be as you go, as you go through your career. And to also kind of be open-minded to what you want to do. So say you come out of college and you say, I want to be a structural engineer and I want to work on commercial buildings. I just, I want to do this. Yeah. You know, you have like a sort of plan, but maybe something else will come up that might work and be good for you. Or, you know, I think it's good to kind of have an open mind. I've worked in a lot of different areas, not just in land development. Right now I'm working as a project manager for an industrial engineering company, which if you had asked me two years ago, if I would have done, I would have been like, no, but I've learned a lot from each each opportunity that I've had. So I would say being open-minded and if you keep your network open, you keep meeting people, these different opportunities will fall into your lap. I, most of my jobs that I've gotten have not come as a, necessarily as a result of me looking for the specific position I had. It's all about networking. That's how I, yeah. hey, I met you through Indie Crew and yeah, from Crew, that's right. Our crew and here we are. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, Thank you so much for being on the podcast and taking the time to 
give us that advice and just to hear more about who you are and what you do. And it's been really fun. So thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed it. Cheers. Cheers.